Hello and welcome to Spooptober on the Grindhouse Girls podcast. This month we'll be focusing on some Halloween films to hallow stream this spooky season. But of course, we'll be discussing all things spoopy, scary, and strange. As usual, we'd like to warn our listeners that some things that we discuss due to their graphic nature may be disturbing and listener discretion is advised. But for those of you who would like to be spooked out, keep listening and on to the podcast. Hello, Grindhouse Girls friends and fam. So picture it. You have a smash hit Halloween horror film aptly named Halloween that exceeds all expectations and becomes one of the most successful independent films ever made. Of course, due to the success and the ambiguous ending of your first film, you have to have a sequel. So when that sequel does well, you have to have a frequel, right? Well, imagine you do want that third movie, but you're hesitant because instead of the boogeyman antagonist that became a pop culture sensation that denominated the first two movies, you instead want something different. You instead want to turn the series, always meant to be set around Halloween, into an anthology film series, which is what your original plan for the series was to begin with. This is where John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, creators of the original Halloween series, were at when they were asked to do a third installment. Instead of returning to the director's chair, Carpenter instead enlisted the help of Tommy Lee Wallace, the art director and production designer for the original Halloween film. After the original screenwriter Nigel Neal wanted his name taken off the script due to alterations, Wallace was also asked to write the revisions. The result, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, was the lowest performing film in the Halloween franchise at the time, and effectively ended the idea of an anthology route for the series. However, now, 41 years later, the film has garnered a cult following with many claiming to see the genius that was always there, but no one saw because of the lack of Michael Myers. So join us now for our discussion, and remember, don't sit too close to the TV, and be wary of those jingles. This is the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. Hi, this is Katie. I don't know why I sound like had a hoe, but this is Katie. Hi, I'm Brittany. And hello, it's me again, here Yay! to terrorize your TVs. <laughs> Yay, Dalton's back. I realized I didn't say my name. I am so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's what editing's for. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, th- thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. You got to put up with me again. <laughs> oh, Ryan has to put up with us every week. That's happy Halloween, Ryan. everybody. Yay. Happy or not Halloween, but happy happy Halloween month, I guess. Yeah, October is here. Spooktober. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Must be the season of the witch. I thought about the same damn thing uh, every time I hear that. Every time I hear the title of this movie. Yeah. Did you have you heard the Lana Del Rey cover? It's lovely. I have not. I'm not a Lana Del Rey fan. Well, she made it for the scary stories to tell in the dark movie, and it somehow ended up on my recommended. And I was like, never watched that really good version. Should I liked it? uh, they got the visuals right. Shouldn't this technically be like Halloween 3 season of the Warlock? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That, okay, so, 
Scott had never oh. seen this movie, and I thought I had told him, I said, hey, this has nothing to do with the first movie, by the way. But for some reason, he still was expecting Michael Myers to pop up, and he, like, so he watched okay, it. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but, but Michael Myers me, does pop up. He does on the he TV. He does pop up twice. twice. Yes. He pops up on the TV twice. That's exactly what I said. And it's a I jump said. scare <laughs> to remind you that you're not watching anything with fucking Michael Myers in it. I was like, I was like, see, he's there. He's like, what? Well, he's never, but then he was like, so does the title have something to do with it? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, so there's a witch. And I was like, ah, I don't, uh, kind of. And he's like, I don't, well, is he the witch? It was very funny. It was very it's, much, her sister was a witch kind of thing. It's one of the movies of all time. I'll definitely say that. That's exa- oh, that is what Scott it's, said when he, we finished the movie. It's, it's. I'm not kidding. Look, I don't blame anyone <laughs> if they ever walk out of this movie and they tell me, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I'm, I, I get it. It Look, how about before we get into the discussion? Um, I know this is my favorite thing to date this year, uh, talking about Spirit of Halloween merchandise. This year, their big one, again, seems to be Killer Clowns yeah. and Trick or Treat. I think they have a deal with Trick or Treat now because they keep, they keep that stuff out. Also heard rumors. I don't know how true they are. There is rumors because of the popularity of Trick or Treat in the past several years. And I know this has probably been going on for years. We may finally get a trick or treat to at some yeah, point. That's yeah, we been talked a big about that thing. when we covered it. I I I, I know it's been baking, and I know I know I know the biggest issue is the person that was attached to producing it, and that's I think why it's been held up in hell for so long. Is because he is literally the the big name that was attached to it. Maybe A twenty four will pick it up. Or neon. We're already being threatened with a Halloween reboot. I'm not even joking. Yeah, We're already yeah. talking about rebooting it. A24 wants to do a Halloween series, and they're in like uh, argument rights. They're trying to basically argue to win the rights to this Halloween series. That Blumhouse be- lost rights. Yeah, because my Bl- Blumhouse uh, lost them when they finished. That's what my coworker literally. Uh, my coworker yeah. literally was telling me about the A24 thing. I said A24 is trying to buy the rights to Halloween. He's like, yes, look it up. And sure enough, he's right. Uh, what I was going to say about Trick or Treat. So I saw Trick or Treat as a freshman in college. So this was 2008. And I love the movie, and it's so interesting seeing how it has become more and more of a pop culture phenomenon. Sam, Halloween costumes are at Walmart this year for kids. At Walmart. That's awesome. It's great. I'm happy that that movie's blowing up, just kind of like how the movie that we are going to be discussing today uh, has kind of gotten a cult following. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad to see creativity uh, be rewarded. And... Halloween, um, Halloween three, the first time I'd ever heard of this, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to a podcast I've listened to for a very long time. They are called now playing podcast. Um, they were a podcast I've literally been listening to since middle school. Oh, um, they covered Halloween three way, way, way long ago. I think if I'm correct, I started listening to them when they were reviewing the Rob zombie Halloween movies. Wow. Um, yes, absolutely. So th- th- this is a shout out to them. If it wasn't for them, I probably never would have even watched this movie <gasps> because I genuinely remember how hard the hosts were laughing about how absurd this movie was that if it was not for that podcast, I would have never found this movie and never probably fallen in love with this movie as much as I do. Aww. I think I watched it because I bought the two DVD set of Halloween 2 and 3 because I wanted the full first three. 
And so I watched it begrudgingly and I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Halloween has always been a franchise that's close to my heart. I mean, Halloween was the series that I genuinely remember watching on AMC. Mm -hmm. Um, Halloween 4 in particular uh, was the one I remember seeing the most as a kid. Um, But I remember in middle school being obsessed with Halloween and the franchise and to a lesser extent, going back to talking about my wedding, my wife and I saw Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends in the theater. We saw Halloween Ends the night before our wedding or two nights before our wedding last year because we knew it was going to be bad because we both watched Kills the year previously. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Evil dies I, tonight. Uh, God, that was a terrible experience. I will always, always quote Dalton, even to my coworkers. I was like, yeah, my friend Dalton, literally their review of like Halloween ends was, thank God it did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, um, if we want to, we can dive into uh, the masterpiece. The masterpiece that is Halloween 3 season of the witch. Hold on, let me set the mood. Which, by the way, is just London Bridge because it was no rights to be paid. It was 28 days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. 28 days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. So, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Dalton, this is one of your favorite movies? Favorite Halloween movies? It's got a soft spot because it's original. It's it's not the slasher stuff. I think it is better than anything we got until H2O (laughs) from the Halloween franchise. And then Halloween, in my opinion, is a series that has about three good movies. Maybe if you're if you're really pushing it. I like 2018's Halloween. I know, you know, it's not it's not good now. But if if that movie ends and you just have the basement and you don't ever cut back to it possibly being empty, that's a pretty damn good movie. And that's that's, in my opinion, where Halloween ended. Corey, who the fuck's Corey? (laughs) I don't know. I will say the funny thing is I used to watch Halloween 2 a lot because I used to play on AMC. And for some reason, that was always the one that popped on when I was on. It's not as as good as the first one because it's basically the first one just in a hospital yeah um the emptiest hospital ever by the way yes very empty hospital i I think the only one that may be emptier is the one in this fucking movie probably i know she was like oh yeah it's a quiet night i was like yeah what the fuck is wrong with this hospital but so the second movie ends with loomis blowing up himself and michael myers and laurie escaping and that's why they were like well he's gone we're done with michael myers He's dead. We killed the monster. And evil dies tonight. Evil died evil tonight. Dies tonight. <laughs> and let's move on. And so they were like, let's do another Halloween movie. Because the one reason they picked Halloween as a holiday for the first one was because it was a very underutilized holiday for movies. And so they were like, this will be a great thing to market. So we'll just continue to add on to that library, which is why they didn't want the title to be Halloween 3. They just want it to be Season of the Witch, but that didn't happen. Um, so here is a little bit of my knowledge about this movie in particular, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I know it was mentioned in the uh, mentioned at some point about how 
little this movie grossed because of the lack of Michael Myers. Well, because of that, Mm -hmm. the Akkads took over, which were the people who gave a lot of money to Mm -hmm. the original Halloween so it could be made. Um, And they still have majority say of Mm -hmm. the Halloween movies. Now, the main Akkad, Mustafa Akkad, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. He did tragically die in, I think, the early 2000s um, when he was visiting home, I think. He died huh. in a terrorist attack, if I'm correct. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, didn't if know I'm, that, If man. I'm correct, he, he di- I don't remember his exact death, but I'm pretty sure he died in a terrorist attack because he died before Halloween Resurrection came out. Because mm. Re- Halloween Resurrection has the thing that says, in honor of Mustafa Akkad. So oh. his biggest thing was, is because this movie underperformed. Yeah, it was a suicide bombing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Ooh. it was a suicide bombing. Um, yeah, he because it would think it was what two thousand two or two thousand one. Two thousand and five. Oh, two thousand five. Okay, I yeah. didn't remember the exact year. If, if I'm correct, he in Jordan, he like said in Jordan. He's yeah. originally from Syria. Because this movie flopped so terribly, he was the reason that we got all of the Jamie story for <laughs> Halloween four, five, and six. Oh. He was the guy okay. who stuck to. The movie cannot have Michael Myers or cannot not, not have, have Michael, Michael Myers, Myers in it. Until recently, that has not changed with Halloween ends. It kind of changed. But yeah. Rob Zombie actually famously for Halloween, his Halloween 2, wanted Laurie to be the killer. And the Akata State said, no, you can't do that. So... If you're wondering why it feels like Michael Myers is always in these movies, even when he feels unnecessary, that is why it is because of this movie. We have we have this great one off and nothing else, which the only thing I'll say the best part about Halloween ends besides obviously it ends and the credits roll is the credits are themed (laughs) after this movie they are themed yeah. like halloween three um and there's some people some... wearing those masks in the they, they uh halloween they're in they're they in 2018 and kills or uh, yeah they're in both because they get killed by michael myers in halloween kills because mm. they're yeah. the kids on the playground oh yeah on the merry-go-round yeah so like before we really get into the meat of this movie and get the plot summary I do want to say that this is also my favorite part about any of these 80s slashers is the fact that the third installment is always fucking weird or some trend. How uh, Nightmare 3, in my opinion, is the best of the, all the Nightmare movies, and it's got the best uh, theme song, Do Not At Me. Um, is it the Dream Warriors? It's Dream Warriors. Yeah, okay. that song's sick. Um, <laughs> I love the second it, one, it, though. It couldn't feel... Well, look, the second one's corny and fun. I tried to show it to Sarah and we had a great time watching it because she's like, you're telling me the main actor didn't know he was gay. I'm like, oh, he probably knew. No, he knew. He just didn't. He just wasn't out yet. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a really great documentary called Scream, Scream Queen. Queen about it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but Friday the 13th 3 uh, was the 3D one. Mm. Um, and if you guys so don't was know. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws Hallow- 3D. Halloween, yeah. Halloween three or Halloween is this one that started all the slasher stuff too. Like the original mm-hmm. Halloween started it all. So if it was not for this movie, we probably would not have the slashers that we do now. We wouldn't have things like Terrifier Two or Scream or anything like that. So 
I know I'm talking a lot of shit about some of the older Halloween <laughs> movies and the, the franchise stuff, but believe me, Halloween 3 is the most original since one yeah in my opinion it, it, it has a lot original. of fresh ideas all right uh yeah so basically if you spoiler free in northern california there are these very popular masks by the silver shamrock novelty it's not just all it, no it's all of america it yes. all of america loves the silver it's, shamrock it's the biggest mask, mask maker worldwide and so they are very popular and a doctor has a patient who dies mysteriously while clutching one of these masks and saying, they're all going to kill us. And his the dead patients who gets murdered in the hospital, his daughter asks Dr. Uh, Dr. Dan to help her figure out what happened. And then we get a little crazy. We go to a here. company town. We go a to company a company town, town where everyone, everyone is Irish. <laughs> Everyone's Irish. It is. It's a little anti-Irish propaganda. I was. I'm just kidding. But Sp- God was, so I was like, is this just like anti-Irish? I was like, I think that's just the shamrock. Because there is some twist to this movie. Oh, we forgot to mention that on the TV in the beginning of the movie, rocks from st- all of Stonehenge, Stonehenge has disappeared. Has no, not all. Just one. Just one rock. Oh, sorry. Sorry. One, one of the 19 multi-ton rocks. rock from Stonehenge just disappeared. Just, just gone. So we've got a lot of shit going on, but that's our spoiler free. So now if you keep listening, we're in spoiler territory. This movie yeah. is playing on Peacock right now. Uh, we also forgot to mention there is a cast of characters that uh, they run into in this town. We meet uh buddy and his wife and son and we meet the uh miss gutman miss gutman another uh yeah uh more i think it was margaret uh we meet marge Marge. uh marge gutman at the hotel that all of the characters are staying terrible last names gutman oh there oh this whole movie is (laughs) fucking atrocious but it's great so where do you want to start? I want Brittany. I want Brittany to take the lead. Where do you begin or end with this movie exactly? I don't. I don't. Uh, um. <laughs> but yeah, well, basically, the I mean, it's chase like, scene is funny. Yeah, the opening chase scene. We got this guy. He's running with this Halloween mask. Uh, he manages to kick out like a brick. So like, there's a guy on top of him, like trying to strangle him. And yeah. He kicks out a brick, and the thing rolls backwards, and the guy he gets pulls that brick. Cars. How strong is he? Am I just an idiot yeah. that maybe they're actually how very... weak is this thing? Oh, well, I guess it was like a concrete <laughs> block. I'm like that. How much? No, no, is it's, that just a, it's just a block. It's just it's just a vehicle block. I mean, it's something that okay. you'd see in like a. I'm so not a mechanic, he pulls the block so. and and in the slowest speed collision of all time <laughs> kills his assailant. <laughs> um, and him. then he stumbles oh. across a gas station attendant and grabs him. him and goes, "They're gonna kill us all!" And mm-hmm. then he faints. One touch I will say that I kind of like is later in the hospital because he was being strangled. He does have a raspy voice when he is talking to our hero. I don't know if you can call this guy our hero, by the way. I'm just going to say parent that's trying his worst to be a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about the biggest divorce dad energy is Tom Atkins character. Oh, Um, my God. 
Like the man, the man smells like bar peanuts, cigarettes, and whiskey probably well, all the time. He comes to like, so he he comes to his ex wife's house, and the kids are there, like dad's here, masks. and he has not silver shamrock masks, and the wife has already bought the silver shamrock mask. She's like, ha ha, I win, and like he's literally on call for the hospital. He's a medical doctor, and he's he brought alcohol into the house, like actively drinking it she's like well, he's drinking wow. at his desk too do you not remember yeah. that he's drinking she's at his like, desk. wow alcohol and a doctor that drinking and doctoring that is a great combination which you can tell why their marriage ended which by the way his ex-wife is played by nancy keys who played annie in the original halloween and was in a lot of john carpenter films and was also married to Tommy Lee Wallace while filming and was pregnant with their first child. I, so, I understand the divorce. I, I can understand yeah, the divorce. I can understand. <laughs> I love, she is like the best bitter ex-wife though. Like, res- oh, like respect, oh. respectfully, she should be bitter. She's just like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? He's like, oh, I got, I gotta go now. And she's like, you literally just got here. The fuck? I mean, I get, I get like the fact he's on call and he's like, yeah, I gotta go. And she like, I'm like, okay, like it could be a medical emergency. And it kind of is because all our yeah. man that was running has been brought to the hospital by a gas station attendant mm-hmm. and he grabs our good doctor or bad doctor or whatever you call it <laughs> porno doctor um played by tom atkins <laughs> and says they're gonna kill us all when he hears the silver shamrock jingle playing over the tv um, so the ca- the night kind of progresses from there yes. and all of a sudden another man in a similar suit to the man that um was chasing our guy in the beginning of the movie shows up and kills the patient by grabbing the bridge of his nose and pulling it out into what I can only say looks like they painted a witch mask from this movie and made it look like yeah. <laughs> made it look like something. Yeah. It's an, it's an all right pros- prosthetic. Like when the guy's reaching in, but it's the, it's the after shot that looks kind of silly. Yeah. It's, I was, they obviously don't show it when Ellie, the daughter comes to claim. They're just like, Oh, you don't need to see that again. It wasn't that good, but it's great. Cause like nurse Agnes, who by the way is played by Ma- Maddie Norman, who was in whatever happened to baby Jane, which I think that's great. Like ah. it's a big movie. I was like, Oh, cool. I don't know how big her part was, but also I was looking at her IMDb and she's been in movies with like Debbie Reynolds too. So she had had a really cool career up until this but she's this like sassy nurse and he tries to grab her ass and she's like absolutely not i play for keeps it's very funny but yet she has cookies and milk in the fridge which is way nicer than most hospitals i know we're still in the intro part of this i do want to say so this is something that everyone obviously if you haven't seen a halloween movie should know there's always a pumpkin scene in the beginning This one also has the coolest title sequence of all of the Halloween movies. Minus, I think 2018 has the one where it does it in reverse. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was the best part of the movie. That one's pretty cool, but this one is all like, this movie is very 80s. The soundtrack, Mm -hmm. the intro. By John Carpenter. Yeah, it's all, if you like 80s synthwave, you will probably really, really enjoy the soundtrack and... Uh, th- just that opening theme is very good. Yeah. Now going back to where we were at in the movie. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. I, no, I you're needed, good. I needed to bring that up because I feel like yeah, 
the pumpkin the pumpkin sequence in this one it is, really is good. it's it's pretty good and it has a good score yeah. to it uh so agnes walks in which okay i get i was like agnes works at a hospital in an emergency room and when she sees this dead body she absolutely freaks the fuck out and i'm like Agnes is not a young lady, so obviously she's seen a lot of death. And I guess I guess it's just the shock of seeing someone actually be murdered because she sees the guy run off and she's like, that's him. And Dr. Dan, you know, Dr. Chalice, like, goes and runs at the guy. And no one is stopping this man at this hospital. It doesn't well, make yeah. any sense why he would be this let hospital, in. This big-ass hospital has less staff than the one in Halloween 2. Right. Like, Maybe it was really lax in the 80s. I know in the 50s, like, you couldn't even go back to your wife while she was having a baby. So I don't it's, understand it's, why it was it's so lax. Not, there's, like, four people working in the whole yeah. entire fucking hospital. It's like, realistic. this hospital is, like, the size of... A, I'd say like a mid midtown size hospital, you know, yeah. it's like, it looks like it's got like two or three stories to it. And there's about enough people to maybe staff an urgent care working there. Yeah. It looks more that. like an urgent care. Yeah. But it's supposed um, to be a hospital. But the well, best part is the guy runs out, dazzles himself in gasoline, blows up his own car. And then all of a sudden all these orderlies show up and they're all watching the car just burn. I was like, where the fuck were all of you people? But yeah, so this man just blows himself up in front of the hospital. Because, you know, with the last movie, they had a car explosion. So they decided to go even bigger this time. So from there, we are introduced to... Um, I think the co- is the coroner introduced in that scene in Ellie, right? Ellie's or- first, and then he goes and asks yeah. the coroner a little later. Stacey Nelkin plays Ellie, by the way, who was in Bullets Over Broadway, Yellowbeard, and Generations, which is a series, apparently. So she... Uh, finds out her dad has been killed and the only connecting thing is the mask because he was going Mm -hmm. to get a mask order um by the way this movie uh for the timeline's sake we start on october 23rd -hmm. october 23rd this will come back later so we start on the 23rd Oh, go ahead, Brittany. I was about to say, fun fact. So we start on October 23rd, 1982, and this movie premiered mm. October 22nd, 1982. Oh, man. It, w- it was trying to spook everyone to be like, oh, Aww. no, this is actually happening. I love um, that. So Ellie f- identifies her dad's body, and uh, Dr. Dan goes to the bar because that's where it all Wait, got. Wait, before good that, there's do. the awkward hallway scene where she's just crying in a corner and he just, like, stares at her from across the hallway and doesn't comfort her and just keeps... But he stops, stares, and is well, like... He had, to go, uh, he had to go to the bar that only has him in it because they want to show how much of an alcoholic he is, so he's, he's in the bar at, like... It's so sad. Like, literally, the bar probably just opened and we start... And we see on the tv in the bar the big halloween giveaway and yeah. the movie they're showing during the halloween giveaway is halloween one oh! the only time you'll uh, one of the only times you'll see a semblance of a good movie in this one is when you see a scene from halloween <laughs> um so ellie meets <laughs> dr dan at the bar and talks to him about yeah my dad went to get you know mass from this company uh so let's go investigate and yeah. So, damn, oh, she does ask damn, him like, "Did he say anything?" And he's like, "Well, he said they're gonna kill us tell, all." No, so no, like, no. Oh. He says he no. Before that, he oh, says, yeah. "Tell Ellie I love her," and he, she goes, "You're a really bad liar." Again, again, every line in this movie, the way it's read, sometimes can literally be the beginning of a porno. Yeah. But so, 
after we go uh we go to harry's mask shop and they're you know they have like this exchange where she's like yeah you know he loved to let the kids run around here essentially like kind of crapping on corporate america being like yeah you know my dad only kept the store open for the kids um and then from there we go on the road trip part of the movie by road trip it's like two and a half scenes um where tom adkins uh continues to double down on the deadbeat dad uh part of the movie and calls his wife and says yeah i can't pick up the kids for my weekend with them i've got a conference i've got to go to for a day or two and then they fuck off to uh the town where silver shamrock is which so fun fact company towns do exist in america yes they're there i mean we literally there's one north of us in tennessee uh this town that jack daniels is made in oh yeah town. yeah um so this this like whole company town thing is 100 percent believable but what makes it funny is they get to this town and they go to check in at the motel and the owner of the motel is talking with a irish accent uh-huh. and they notice there's a lot of irish iconography around the town uh-huh. And now we are introduced to the other characters of the movie, which are Buddy and his son. Uh, I think it's Buddy, Buddy Jr. Like, yeah, say it's literally just Buddy Jr. Yeah. Or sorry, it's Little Buddy Jr. Yes, played by Ralph Strait. Jadine Barber is the mom, and Brad Schachter. Brad Schachter apparently goes to a lot of cons and signs pictures of him in the Halloween mask. And I, totally, still... I totally would get his autograph. Yeah, he kind of he just looks like an oversized version of himself as a kid. He looks like you would want to watch. By yeah. the way, YouTube has the making of documentary on line if you want there's a lot of really good interviews i think it was probably it was probably like early 2000s because some of the people that were interviewed have since passed on which by the way also um little another side note um i think a year or two ago um joe bob briggs was able to get a semi reunion together in memphis tennessee for this movie and they actually had a screening of this uh what i think it was like the 40th anniversary or something mm, like that yeah that sounds right because it was like i think it was either this it was either last year and the reason i couldn't go was because like my wedding was well you yeah. know my honeymoon was the same week so i couldn't go to it you don't want to make that your honeymoon like memphis no i didn't want to go to memphis tennessee i'm sorry <laughs> I, mean, I, I i don't Four like driving to memphis <laughs> uh yeah i no thanks um <laughs> but they they did do a semi-reunion with uh joe bob briggs um that's awesome last year the year prior um i'm hoping maybe we'll get it because i mean it was like a full deal like they had q a's and everything um but yeah it was it was like the surviving cast that wanted to come they had it in the i think even john carpenter may have been there for it or something like that Um, i mean technically uh jamie lee curtis is kind of in this movie in a voice part so so is the guy that played michael myers yeah He's a um, assassin. So uh, we meet we meet the rest of our cast. We meet a, a businesswoman named Marge Gutman who is there yes. because this de- these dang masks their quality is going down. The little uh, thing my fell four off year the old, back. My four year old was throwing the throwing the mask around and the trademark came off the back. By the way, I so, love Marge's pajama like her like her muumu kind of thing yeah. that she's wearing. It's very sparkly. I love that she's wearing 
a bobby pin in her hair in bed and also uh marge was played by garn stevens who at the time was also married to tom atkins they were married until That's 1985, funny. so there's a well, lot of like see, family affairs. We can see who the actor of the family was. <laughs> oh, but Marge so, gets it good, unfortunately. So yeah. now that we're at the motel and everyone's settling in for the night, um, Tom Atkins or Dr. Dan, sorry, I know I keep referring to him as Tom ah. Atkins. Dr. Dan wanders the town for a brief moment to go get some booze. Of course. Uh, you know, can't, can't go to bed sober. Um, he talks He wanders the town and runs into a homeless man who asks him yes. for a drink and the homeless man goes on a rant about how terrible it is. You know, the homeless man in the company town who like population may be like two to three hundred people, maybe. Um there's just one random homeless dude there. Well, but also he's very specific that the reason he is unhoused oh is yeah he lost his he lost he, his job yeah he applied to work at silver shamrock and they wouldn't take him because he's not irish enough yeah. or like well he didn't say irish enough but basically they brought in outsiders to work at the factory so basically all the people who lived in the town before the factory moved in yeah. have either left or by the way you can still visit the factory you can it's still a paper visit. mill apparently it smelled yeah. terrible the entire time they filmed because so, our no, state I capital a, has a paper mill and it say, smells terrible i think it is abandoned now oh well then the smell probably is better um probably but um so this homeless man runs into tom atkins and tom atkins lets him have a drink which number one Mm, sure why not i guess and the homeless guy talks about how he's gonna burn the whole factory down he's gonna get some molotov Mm -hmm. cocktails and how they have cameras everywhere yeah how they have cameras everywhere while he screams about how he's going to burn the whole whole (laughs) thing down and wanders off uh-oh, there's some more men in suits here. And one they of them is to... Michael Myers in a suit. And Supposedly. they just need to have a little chat with you. So they put the homeless man on his knees and rip his head off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It's it. All the kills in this movie are really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really they're fun in some kind of way and they rip his head off and then we cut back to tom atkins or dr dan and Mm, ellie in the hotel room and he's talking to ellie and he goes yeah you know i'm gonna go sleep in the car because it'll be more comfortable than the floor and she goes well where would you like to sleep (laughs) dr chalice he goes, that that's a really stupid question to ask. And I was like, rude. <laughs> that line in this movie is the one that if you're not laughing or having a good time, if you don't laugh at that line, I need you to get the fuck out of my house. It's very that silly. Is, that line delivery, literally the Brazzers logo should be at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> it's, it's the worst and best God line bless. delivery I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, you know, that was their first day on set, too, was their, like, lovemaking scene. And oh, she had a and, no and nipple clause, which they almost did they not almost broke. respect. Because, like, so, he starts pulling her shirt down, and then he's just like, oh, head in front. I was like, dude. Yeah. Which, I think the, like, thing that makes that scene so better is I think it just fades to black, doesn't it? Well, like, no, the- he puts her on the... Well, okay, that scene, yes, but that, then later, yeah. there's a scene... So, 
where yeah. he puts it's, her on the bed in a nighty. And then the next day, is that the day they go to tour the factory? Well, Marge. Marge. Yes, that's when they well, go. But before that, yeah, Marge. Marge happens. No, no. Over... Mar- I thought Mar- I thought Marge was the next night. Marge happens Marge, before the they go night. to the factory, though. They just go and spy on the factory the second day. Oh, yeah. They go. Yeah, they go and spy on the factory. Um, and then, and she, oh, and he's been calling Teddy the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he's been calling Teddy. Who, and, by the way, was Wendy Westberg, and, and talking to her about what's going on. And she's like, "Yeah, I think someone's playing a prank on me. There's just a bunch of scraps in here. There's no talking human about, d- DNA no at human, all. There's no human remains yeah. at all. Even with an explosion, there's going to be some bones or something. Yeah. And so, also another one of his lovers, because when he talks yeah. to her before he leaves, they kiss. She's like, you okay? You owe me dinner. And I was like, okay. I mean, yeah. I, re- I respect the fact that... The hustle? He, the hustle. Well, also, like, it it seems very obvious that he and she are occasional, you yeah, know... They're they're not, they're not like a thing. They're, they're buddies, just like, and they're both yeah. cool with it. And I was like, tight, that's fine. But the fact that, like, he was married... And it, obviously his wife was not on board with the casual relationships on the side... Is like not the best dude, not the worst person, but not the best dude. So they spy on the factory for a little bit, um, and then I don't. This is one part of the movie I don't remember a whole ton of because I will say the middle of this movie, it doesn't have as many funny moments for like about twenty to thirty minutes. Like you yeah. have that like sex scene, and then you kind of like, even with me watching this movie as many times as I have, it kind of just like meanders for a little bit and kind of feels like it's getting aimless and then we get to the second night at the motel yeah so they've met marge and the cupfers and ellie has the biggest asshole move of anyone i've ever seen in my entire life she wraps her she gets out of the shower what was up and wraps herself up in the blanket for the bed completely dripping wet still what oh, kind of what kind of sick on. freak are you? I she, was so confused because the water is steaming, so it was hot. Are you cold? What's happening? I don't understand. Why did she, the blanket wet? I have so many questions. Herself that in this in the entire blanket for the bed, what with her her wet body, and at the same time this is happening, Marge is, uh, is inspecting the. Uh, the trademark from her silver shamrock mask, and because there's she a takes microchip that... on it, yeah. Yes, so she takes uh, she takes a bobby pin out and is in bed, fiddling with as it. You do. And this is the best kill of the movie. This is the best death in the movie, in my opinion. Minus one more a little bit later on. Yeah, I think I think the prosthetic here looks just creepy enough. Yeah, I agree. Where it works well, she's fiddling with this microchip on the back of the mask. And it shoots a laser beam out, which, by the way, so you're telling me out of the hundreds of thousands of masks this company has sold, no one's had a logo fall off yet. And like right. they've, ne- they've never messed with it at all. Like no one's had an incident like this a- a- ever. OK, apparently sure. not. So it she's dead. Like, I mean, I- I'm putting her on the her, dead. Her she- mouth is like is like completely split open. Yeah. Also, by the and, way, uh, the actress the actor, she was like, I'm I'm not wearing a prosthetic mask, so they had to have a body double do this because she was like, Hell no. I don't they know also why. had to they if I'm correct uh if I'm correct, they also actually had to let the insect crawl out of that person's mouth too. That, that is not That's gross. Uh, yeah. So M- Marge Gutman, yeah, has one Her of the most interesting exploded. deaths. 
And so now you kind of start getting parts of the plot, a little bit of what this company's doing. Um, and then we cut to the next day. Tom oh, Atkins also the company them. comes to take her body. Take yeah, her, they come to. D- and he's like, I'm a doctor. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. We got a great. Yeah. They, they, ta- they take Marge Gutman to the treatment facility at the plant. Yeah. And. Totally real. That's, that's kind of the end of it. Uh, oh, no, sorry. They go to the, they go to the factory the next day with uh, Buddy and his family. Um, and Buddy's the number one seller of masks in the in whole all, country which the funniest part about buddy's character and part of this plot is so we are now f- six days out from halloween i think mm-hmm. no closer is it the 26th like- the 25th closer no 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 no. it skips oh, a yeah. few days it skips a few days because the saturday yeah. is the 30th so this is the day before halloween so yeah this is the day before halloween okay here's the thing why is the company still making masks? Why are they still sending out orders of masks? I don't know. It doesn't make sense when the plot is revealed. They well, are still also Buddy says they won't take my order for next year, which we'll get to why. But, but like, then Cochran, but then Cochran comes in and is like, "And I already filled your order." There's a lot of plot holes in this. Also, Cochran, by the way. Is the owner of the company, and it is Connell Cochran, and he yes. was in RoboCop one and two, The Last Starfighter, and he was Andrew Packer in um, Twin Peaks. So Connell Cochran is the best part of this movie. He is he so deliciously evil. Every scene he is in, every Happy line Halloween. delivery, every line delivery, everything he does in this movie is over the top and just campy fun. Mm-hmm. So you get to meet Connell Cochran and his character, Silver Shamrock, before they made masks, were a prank company. He invented sticky toilet paper and I forget <laughs> the, the, what is it, the exploding gum or something, something like, like that. that. Something that's yeah, very had, dangerous. Yeah, he, you kind of go, oh yeah, pranks, yeah, sticky toilet paper, that sounds funny. They do have a lot of mechanical, uh, like, little robots he, they, and, like, they have, little they coin have animatronics. machines. Yeah, yeah, animatronics. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, they're getting a tour of the factory, and they're walking through, and they're seeing the masks get painted, and they're being processed, and then they go to final processing, and... Uh, was it Tom? At- was it Doctor Dan or Buddy that asked Buddy. where Buddy go? Buddy goes, "Oh, what's back there? Can we see it?" And Connell Cochran goes, "No, there's dangerous chemicals back there. You, know, you <laughs> can't go back there." And at the same time, they're having this tour. They catch a glimpse of uh, Harry's car, mm-hmm. and Ellie is like, "That's my dad's car." You know, they said he left here with his order. Uh, and obviously we find out that is not true. Yep. So well, Brittany, what were you, one. Brittany, was this your first time ever seeing this movie, by the no, way? No, no, this was my second time, but it, it was my first time in probably <sighs> 20 years. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. uh, I want to know what you're thinking at this point in this movie, since I it's know. been so long since you watched it. I was like, there's my dad's car, vroom, vroom, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, so, you're, you're fine. Brittany, Brittany knows that Katie and I are like the huge Halloween 3 fans. She's yes. like, I'm going to sit here and let these nerds fucking nerd out for an hour and a half. No, but I'm curious like how you felt about it. Yeah, I want I want to hear your thoughts. Like, 
I was, I mean, I was like, this is so silly. Like, cause it was like kind of subtly coming back to me <laughs> as I was watching it. Like, I couldn't remember. I, mm-hmm. I remember the first time watching it as a kid that like the ending upset me. So like coming back, I was like, oh shit, this is so goofy. But I kind of knew what was coming a little bit. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Like we're yeah. getting, we're getting, we're getting into the nitty gritty of it. But I just thought. Yeah, I was I was ready because I knew that the um, the test scene was coming up because I did remember oh, the test scene. Uh-huh. Yes. So so that and the song I think sticks in your head the most usually. I mean, for me, that's what I remembered was that scene and the song. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably heard it already throughout this episode of us going boop bop boop bop boop bop. Yeah, that that shit will get stuck in your head even if you're not a fan of this movie. You'll hear it and you'll go, "Wow, yeah. I well, I would like to get this out of my head, please." And which no, they they talk about it. that in the movie. He's like, "Oh my god, that stupid commercial." Yeah, like, they, like, like it's like post it's like it. post coital there like the <laughs> ad plays and he's like turn this shit off i'm like it's like what, you don't want to do it again it's you, like you don't try to go watching, to the beat like seabat but it's, it's like listening it's okay. to asmr and the biggest yeah. loudest movie trailer comes on when you're just about yeah. to fall asleep and you're like the fuck that's what this this jingle is with his post coital <laughs> he doesn't get the cigarette but, afterwards so sad but so uh, yeah, he probably had like five shots afterwards, though. You gotta, yeah. gotta make. At one point, he just finishes a bottle, and I was just like, "Oh God!" I, I was, like, sir. Well, yeah, and that's the bottle he just bought, so yeah. you know. So he went through so much booze in like the span of forty-eight hours. I worry so, about his liver. So they finish up their factory tour, and they go back to the motel, and um, Doctor Dan makes a call to the coroner once again, and mm-hmm. uh oh. They've been listening this entire time. Yeah. And now they have come for Dr. Dan and Ellie. Now, Buddy and his family stay at the factory for a little bit longer for some reason. Um, oh, yeah. They're getting like they're still on their tour and talking with. Yeah, uh, they asked them to come back the next day yeah. to help him decide on some TV commercials. Yes. So they um, now we get uh, the weirdest chase scene the yeah. second weirdest chase scene this movie has i i love how so it's kind of Dr. like a slow-mo one <laughs> doctor yeah it's slow-mo in the fact of dr dan should have been caught about 17 times mm-hmm. before being an alcoholic who um definitely does he's not have nimble. any athleticism he's nimble yeah he's very nimble for a guy <laughs> of his career um, uh, age. Alcohol I mean, he's like a middle aged guy. He's not old, but he's definitely in his mid thirties, if not forty. He look somehow. Tom Atkins, even now with white hair, still looks like he did in the eighties. Yeah, just now with white hair. That's that's yeah. the only difference. Like he still looks the same. Yeah. Uh, but Tom Atkins, even in Escape from New York, looked the like he looked old. He's like John Carpenter, where you yeah. see him and you go. I don't know how old you are, and I don't want to ask because I feel like it would be rude. But they have the same. John hair. Carpenter's looked the same since Halloween One yeah, came out. I just realized in the seventies they both had like very similar hair and mustache. Yeah, which I find maybe it was just all of their buddies were um, just like yeah. So but. Tom Adkins is ducking and weaving, and he's trying to call. He's trying to make a call out, and he's hiding in this phone booth, and. He gets to the out. factory because Ellie's been taken to the factory. Which, by the way, all the calls outside are blocked. Yeah, the they're blocking now. all the calls. 
So, and Teddy tries to call and she can't get in either. And then she gets murdered. Yeah, yeah she gets murdered. Uh, she gets drilled and not by uh, Dr. Dan. Yeah. It's depressing. She Bye-bye. wanted a good drilling and that was not what she got. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It, it's it's too easy to make the jokes. They, they write themselves. It's very funny. Um, so <laughs> we're inside the factory now. Um, they have caught Dr. Dan and he yep. they've tied him up to a chair mm-hmm. and he gets to see firsthand what the uh the big reveal will be he gets a teaser of it buddy and his family are in a room watching a commercial and they tell but a little buddy to put his mask on and it starts playing the silver shamrock theme while dan is in a room with a giant piece of stonehenge and oh, 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 Connell yeah. Cochran's like, I want you to figure it out for yourself, though. Whoa, <clears throat> watch this video. I'm gonna, quote, I'm gonna hold on. Doctor Dan asks very poignantly, I might add, "How did you get that here?" And Connell Cochran's douchebag <laughs> response is, "You wouldn't believe how we got it here." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, no, I need to know." Because you brought that thing all the way from where it was. Recently. All the way. Recently. Well, recently. how recent, we don't That's know. It. I don't I mean, understand because they're, how it's they make all, all the, the news. Was- yeah, but then they made all they're the talking masks. about it. So I'm yeah. just, I'm, that's you're little... asking You're asking this movie to make sense. Yeah. They moved, you really have to mathematically think about moving the stone. <laughs> Brittany's just shaking the, her head like those stones. So mathematically <laughs> speaking, those stones are like several like probably they close said, to hundreds of thousands yeah, of pounds several like tons. they are they are probably heavier than some tanks we have in the u.s military and most tanks we have are about one hundred and ten thousand pounds yeah they move that thing to the other side of the fucking planet you well, have to remember they're, they're in california so this is when we get the big reveal now con uh connell cochran explains why they're doing what they're doing after we see little buddy um fall down um he he's taken a very hard nap and uh uh-oh he brought pets too the tv (laughs) starts playing the silver shamrock theme the tv flashes and little buddy collapses and snakes bugs spiders and everything start coming out of where little buddy's head was venomous snakes that attack both buddy and his wife and kill them Mm -hmm. now i will say i agree with Brittany. that scene is pretty mortifying because it's it's one of those moments where they go oh fuck they're gonna kill the kid kid. oh shit they 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 didn't just kill the kid the kid is the reason everyone else is dying Mm -hmm. so it's it's rough it's not bloody but it almost looks like the kid's face starts imploding and so basically like it's like some transfiguration trick basically they're transfiguring yeah. him into creepy crawlies basically so connell cochran essentially talks about how you know halloween used to be a pagan holiday and how essentially Salwin. yeah they're they're taking it back by uh because it's a sacrificial holiday so they have to sacrifice you know hundreds of thousands of kids in the three um, in the year three thousand was the last time we did it, and yeah. the hills ran red with blood. Did he said three thousand. I swear he said the the word. the the the, the three, hills three thousand years ago. The hills ran kind of wiggly with snakes. Yeah, although he um, says red. Yeah. So he does he does that. The, mm-hmm. the, he reveals himself, 
And, and he's a warlock. They, well, he, he yeah, says he's a magic, warlock. Um, so with the combination of Stonehenge rock microchip and <laughs> Halloween mask and and seizure seizure level of TV signals, you can sacrifice all of these kids to appease the pagan gods. I will not be repeating myself because this movie doesn't. No, they're just like that's that's it. That's the story. Like, and, there you and there's go. your answer, and you go. And everyone's I a need, robot at the factory. And, oh yeah, every one of the factory is a robot. All yeah. of them are robots. <laughs> every single one of them are robots. They've Which been is, robots. Yeah. Now, the only thing is, is, because they're animatronic, I was thinking about this the other night. We don't see the internals of any of these things. No. Just do they the, have microchips inside of them to work? They, How do they work? I think they must because well, we see somebody gets ripped apart and we do see that there are mechanics but yeah but it, it still makes no sense well they took a page out of aliens book which yeah. made major spoilers for alien because i didn't know this aspect of alien until i actually watched it and it really surprised me so if you haven't seen alien yeah. skip ahead like 15 seconds you know, with the in Alien, it's the goo, the white goo that comes out, yeah. and you're like, "Oh God, they're not human!" But it's like yeah. this orangey goo stuff, which Tom yeah. Atkins gets all over his hand when he kills one of them, and he's like, "Oh, this is disgusting." Yeah, it was really gross. So, they didn't give him a towel. Like, come on. So they take uh, they take Doctor Dan away, and they lock him in a room, and he's a uh, put a mask on him, and they start playing the commercial. Enjoy which, by the way, the which giveaway. by the way. The funniest part is as well about this whole like big grand scheme. Time zones exist, motherfucker. Yep, time true. zones exist. They do. Meaning it's like nine PM. Meaning, meaning just like New Year's Evil, that old uh if you've ever seen that one where the killer's like going from New Year's to New Year's, you go, This isn't mathematically possible. But okay, <laughs> I'll roll with it. So the East Coast at this point would already know what is going on uh, and they would like already be shutting this shit down. So th- this plot kind of doesn't make sense for that part either. <laughs> um, so Tom Atkins is getting out of his uh, getting out of this chair that he was tied to with this mask on and he escapes and he finds Ellie and he runs and he gets her out and they're like running out of the factory. And Tom Atkins, what he does before uh he destroys the factory dumps all of the like goes up top and is throwing down like the silver shamrock as he's playing which now the death commercial yeah and he's playing the death commercial and now they're exploding they're not they're not turning anyone into bugs or anything they're just doing what they did to marge i think is what the implication is I don't know because this movie doesn't answer it and I'm not going to fucking theorize about it anymore. Also, they're robots. Also, they're robots. But they're, they're so robots. It's different? It's, it's one of those things that they just probably wanted to have a big thing and then we get a really great line from <laughs> Cochran circle. right before he dies and Stonehead shoots him with a giant laser beam where he and goes... And disintegrates. And disintegrates. He goes, Happy Halloween. Oh, wait. No, that's before that. No, <laughs> that's Happy before Halloween. Halloween leaves him. Happy Halloween yeah. is when they, he finds he out the plot. He just claps. He just goes like, clap, yeah, he, clap. He claps. Good for you. He claps and then gets disintegrated yeah. by Stonehenge. And now Dr. Dan and Ellie are racing against time. They're racing out of the town. Also, <gasps> the back of the town looks like Atlanta burning and gone with the wind. Like they ran out of budget because it is like yeah. a map painting. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this 1940? What happened? So now the big the big giveaway is about to happen. And oh, Dr. Dan and Ellie are rushing. They're rushing to get somewhere. Uh-oh. In the car. Uh-oh. 
Ellie isn't what you think she is. At some point, or always, she was a robot. They never specify when that change happened or if it ever happened or if she was always a robot. Because I don't fucking know because they never give me a satisfying enough answer where it's like, okay, so so if if Dr. L or if Ellie wasn't a real person from the get go. Why the fuck would she bring Dr. Dan there? So I think she to? was a real person up to her capture and then she was killed off screen and replaced. Yeah. Yeah. That's my feeling. But what did they do with her body then? Like, or is the real we, Ellie we, still in the well, factory somewhere? It's wherever Marge, it's wherever Marge's yeah. body is. Um, but I mean, so, also, there is a couple hints. Like when they're, after the first time they fuck, when the right before the nightgown scene where he t- starts yeah. taking it off and she almost loses her nipple claws, he asked her, like, aren't you tired? She's like, no, I'm never tired. And I'm like, oh, so, like, it, she might be. She oh might my have gosh, been a robot she's, the whole she's time. data. She's fully functional and yeah. anatomically correct. Also, she kind of, like, goes after him at the bar. Too. Like not she, really, she but does, like it's just but kind of like weird. It still doesn't make it still doesn't make sense why in all of Cochrane's plot, why the fuck you'd bring this doctor from fucking who has no know. association, who would probably just overlook this guy's murder as like, wow, that was yeah. fucking weird, but I've seen weirder. Maybe they're just trying it, to be ambiguous like the end of the first movie. Because like uh, yeah. I think that Ellie got replaced. You know, in between. A- ambigu- ambiguity is great and all when it makes sense. Like, oh, <laughs> did Michael get away? Oh. In this case, in this case, it's answer my goddamn question. No, no, yeah. no. Don't bullshit me. What do you, what do you think, Britt? What, what's your opinion? Was she always an android? Oh, see, I, I'm having a hard time with it. What, what, what was it that I just had a thought and then I just lost it? I don't know, guys. It may come back to me in a minute, but I did have a thought about her as an android that I was like, well... It could make sense, but then never so- being tired. No, not the never being tired thing. There was something else, but it may come back to me in just Coming a minute. After Dan, well, not just that. There was something else. I don't know. It'll come back to me. I'm like, I wonder if I wrote it down or not. Um, we can circle back. Yeah, we can circle back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. If she was okay, so this is the one thing that bothers me. So she's an android. She's an android, obviously, from the time he, he rescues her, but why does she let him destroy the factory then? Right? Exactly. That it, it, All of it is so counterintuitive. Maybe her prime like, directive was very specific, and it was only to Bring this doctor here him. and fuck him. We need, we, no, I mean, we like, need to like see- after they switch it. Maybe she did get yeah. switched, and maybe her prime directive was just kill Dan. But I don't know why she would let him leave the premises. Doesn't make sense. It, You're right. Why are we asking for logic from this movie? No, it has not no been logic. logical since Go. <laughs> That's why this movie is such a fun enigma. <laughs> Is yeah. because it doesn't make sense. And now we, we're hitting the, the climax, the huge big part of the movie. Ellie attacks Dr. Dan in the car as they're driving and he and he crashes off the road and oh shit, he 
you know, he gets out of the car and starts running and he gets to the gas station where the attendant from mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie is. He's the same guy. I love him. I could not find him on the list. Which, by I the don't way, his character's name is. Fuck that kid in the gas station fucking with the dude's TV. Just walks in and starts fucking with the guy's TV. <laughs> I know. Also, who goes trick or treating at a gas station? Right? It's a that rural, seems to be in the middle of nowhere. It's a rural area. Like, it's a Fair rural enough. area. It just feels weird. Yeah. Um, so. Dr. Dan calls the first uh, calls the broadcasters is like, mm-hmm. you got to turn off the TV. You got to turn it off. And the first one cuts and then they swap to the next one because they've also paid for this big giveaway to air on every single TV network yeah. in America. Which luckily it's the 70s. So there's only three. Yeah, there's only three. <laughs> so, uh oh, they cut the broadcast for the second one. And then. As the music gets louder and louder and Dr. Dan is pleading with the guy on the phone going, please, you have to stop it. Please, please, please. You have to stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Movie Wait. cuts to black. Da, da, da. Which is an homage to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The, the oh, it's black yeah. and white one. Not the yes. Donald Sutherland one, the one before Don- that, which just like the thing and Halloween has all these like 50s horror movies. John Carpenter yeah. was like, oh, this can be Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I was about to say, so yeah, let's talk about this ending because like this ending, I mean, that's the first thing that really, really stuck with me when I was a kid watching it. That was like, holy fuck, because it's like, usually you have like yeah. a jump scare ending or you have like an ending where it's like a happy ending in a horror film. This is like incredibly nihilistic. And so... The original script was, it was definite. All the kids died. And then the novelization talked about that you could hear the kids screaming across, like, the country as they were dying, right? But then this, they, basically, yeah, yeah. But Universal was like, yeah, dudes, we don't like this, which is why they left it more ambiguous. So Atkins was like, I actually like the ambiguity because it made me feel like everything Dan did wasn't in vain. But my feeling is that I, I, I agree with the nihilistic ending. I think that he couldn't stop it is how I felt personally. Which doesn't mean that all of the kids died, but less died, right? Maybe. Maybe. But but, <laughs> but I, I agree. I lo- I, I, personally, for me, I love the ambiguity of this ending. I also, I know it's weird, but that like Tom Atkins screaming, stop it for some reason when that it's movie, great. like when it cuts, just it sticks in your brain a little bit. Yeah. And with all this movie's flaws and problems, it's genuinely just a good fun time. Like if you want a Halloween movie, that's not the original to really get in the mood. This is a fun watch. This is a movie Mm -hmm. that will get you in that Halloween spirit, at least a little bit. You'll, you'll, you know, turn it on while you're carving a jack-o'-lantern or you just want like a fun, good watch with some friends. It's, it's genuinely, a tradition I have at my house every year. And I know I talked about that earlier. I have to watch this movie once during Halloween season, just because it is so unique and so interesting. And it's mm-hmm. a shame that we never got anything else like this. It's yeah. a shame that the, the cod family was essentially t- skittish after this movie's release because it underperformed. But it still it's made such... some money. That's why it's like it wasn't a complete bomb. It just didn't make as much money as the first but, two. But no one in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to the Halloween movies, almost for a while, at least 
I think when internet culture obviously started picking up, mm-hmm. this movie got a lot more popular. I think this, this thing sets so much really good Halloween atmosphere, too. Because there's yeah. that shot in between the gas station scene and the robot fight scene with Ellie, the robot, where it's just all the kids yeah. all across... Yeah. America in the masks, trick or treating, and there's this beautiful, like bright red sunset behind them. And That's it's the gorgeous. cover, yeah. Just covered the VHS, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Don Post made the masks. He had he had designed two of them previously, which I believe it was the witch and the skull, yeah. And then the the pumpkin was designed specifically for this movie, but his dad who opened Don Post Studios, like, made the first late- heated latex mask ever. And mm. so then he carried that on. He worked with... He did the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. And then he did this one. And then he now works with Trick or Treat Studios, which you can get... They yeah. Okay, they've already run out of The Witch and I think The Skeleton, but I think there's still some Jack Lantern masks. They also do they, a lot of Trick or Treat March. They, 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 they release, they release the, the Halloween 3 masks uh, every year now. Oh, good, because um, right now they're all, like, sold out except for the pumpkin yeah. one. But that was that was in September. But they also have, like, the lollipops from Sam from Trick or Treat. Yeah. So. Actually, and they have all I, the pumpkins, like, light-up versions uh, of all the Sarah Halloween actually, pumpkins. Sarah has that, the, the, the prop lollipop now from uh, oh! Trick or Treat. But yeah, so <laughs> you can hear you can hear her say yes. She does. Yes. She, ju- she just got home. Hi, Sarah. The good news is the legacy of Halloween three continues to live New on song. because it is a cult classic. Yes, mm-hmm. there's people like Joe Bob Brick or uh, not Joe Bob Briggs. Um, Darcy is her name. Darcy. Oh, okay. it, Darcy's the one that for the longest time she's a huge fan of Halloween three and was actually mm-hmm. pushing for Joe Bob Briggs and the last driver to do it. I think that is why. We actually got that reunion is because she is such Thank a huge you, fan too. Um, <laughs> now I know Joe Bob is too, but I think she's she's a big big fan of it. But Halloween three, the the best thing is is you know I know you guys talk about some cult movies here and there, and I I do believe like I'm not gonna say this is the beginning of that cult movie culture because that wouldn't be fair. I mean a lot of John Carpenter stuff from this time. <laughs> Um, a lot, or sorry, a lot of John Carpenter projects, I would say at this time, minus the original Halloween are pretty cult based. I mean, even the thing, I think it didn't do I mean, super well. It didn't do great, but it became a mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I'm glad that this movie has the following. It does. The fans know what it is. And I, I'm glad that this movie exists and it has the fan base it has and the following it does. And, it's it's still a time capsule like of its time yes it's not a perfect movie by any means but like a lot of these movies aren't perfect yes the original halloween is a masterpiece and a master class of the slasher genre but like friday the 13th those series they're not perfect evil dead not not none of these movies are perfect and yes i know this movie has more questions that it doesn't answer but it always has just a perfect place in my heart for the movie i love to watch around this time of year like i actually watch this movie usually before i watch the original halloween uh, because it's just it gets the mood set just like trick-or-treat does i think it hits that perfect tone so Brittany, i want to i want to hear your thoughts because i know you've been kind of quiet and you've let katie and i nerd out i really want to (laughs) hear like what you really think about this movie and and don't be shy if you don't like it i'm not gonna cry i i always 
that hard. No, no. It's one of those things. <laughs> I think it's like very middle ground um, for me. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate the aspect of it that's totally fucking campy. It's goofy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But then there is that underlying <laughs> idea, right? Of like, okay, well, maybe like the story is for all this goofiness, all of the Stonehenge shit that's happening, all the magic. There's this kind of like underlying <laughs> idea of like consumerism and like how dangerous consumerism is. And, you know, maybe with the prosthetics, maybe they knew the prosthetics didn't look that great. And so they were in on the joke. So there's all these little things that even though it's not like a top tier film for me, I can definitely appreciate it. And I see why people love it. And I see why it has garnered that cult following over time. Um, so yeah, I had a fun time watching it. You know, between the uh, the uh, sex scenes, uh, you know, which we we're just like me and Taylor <laughs> looking at each other, laughing, like, "What the fuck did he just say?" Um, between that and between the really kind of cool graphic deaths, I did enjoy watching it. Now, is it something that I'm like, "This is my favorite movie"? No, but is it something I would definitely like watch again if the opportunity presented itself? I would, for sure. This is a movie that you absolutely watch with a group of people and you get shit-faced when you watch it, too. I've done that before. It's really fun. Be careful when you play the drinking game for this one because one of them is every time the Silver Shamrock commercial Ooh, plays, no. you have to drink. No. Now, my other uh, Halloween 3 enjoyer, uh, Katie, uh, what, what do you think? I will say... Okay, I was much more enthusiastic about this movie until I rewatched it as a whole because I rewatched it with someone who had never seen it before. Scott had never seen it. And I told him it has nothing to do with Halloween, but he just thought it was like the plot thing. So he just kept waiting for Michael Myers. And so it was just, it was fascinating to watch him watch it because <laughs> I think that's what everyone experienced in 1982. I think it was a whole group of people like, where's Michael Myers? I don't understand what's happening. But I only say that because it is a bit of, it's slower pace than I remember oh, it yeah. being. But I still love the silver shamrock thing. I still love the masks. I love the atmosphere. And I think the whole mustachioed alcoholic deadbeat divorced dad thing is fucking hilarious now as an adult. Because I'm just like, why would you pick this person with their attributes to be the lead of this thing. And the thing is, he maybe gets it done. He maybe saves the world, which I think is fucking crazy. Well, not really. He maybe saves his neck of the woods. But is it only because it's his kids? Because I think it was just because of his kids. I don't know. But but it's it's under... Like, that's the part is, like, as an adult, I kind of feel sad for, like, him. And it's kind of... I feel like I wish I could have watched it with the innocence of a college kid, at least, where yeah. like I was like, ah, drinking that much is normal because it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, but I still love it, and I still think it's more original than I love the second one, but it's not original at all. The second one isn't good. It's just watch Michael Myers kill people, and that's not what I like about the first Halloween. I like the suspense. And the mystery and the lead up to all the kills, because that's what is scary about him is that he's just stalking you all day and then he kills you. And so I think this one has a really good mystery. I just wish they had edited some of this down so it moved faster 
and mm-hmm. I feel like I would watch it more often if this, that makes this sense. This movie, I, I won't disagree with the pacing, but you know what this movie's pacing feels like? It feels like it's trying to replicate the pacing of the first Halloween with a different script, and the script doesn't fit that pacing it's just, mold. Yeah, it's not as because, mysterious. Because you're supposed to, like, you know, there's a little bit of gratuitous, you know, no, there's not a lot of sex in the original Halloween. Like, yes, it's implied and there's there's some like light kind of, you know, ha ha ha. People stuff. are topless, but it's pretty people are tasteful. topless, but it's not like you're it's not like you're seeing it like, you know, modern yeah. modern stuff now. But a lot of that stuff's implied. And that's why I feel like they kind of had to, like, have those almost unnecessary sex scenes in this movie. Yeah, we did not need that in this like, movie. Like, you really could cut out... You could make this get movie start on the 23rd <laughs> or the 24th to, like, make the timeline move a little bit faster. Yeah. And also, um, like, you could just, like... I don't know. There's just some stuff that we don't need to know. Oh, yeah. Like, you, like you, we, really, we really don't need, like... They, they answer questions that we don't really need answers for. Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Connell Cochran brought, brought a lot of Irish people. That could just be a line dropped in the factory. We don't even need the entire scene with the homeless guy about how, like, they patrol the town. It's like, you can just <laughs> tell like, this town's on lockdown. Yeah, the whole town is like Rose of, Sh- Rose of Shannon. So... Basically, you know, you had the original writer writing the script and they were like, no, we need more violence because it was supposed to be a lot more psychological mm-hmm. like invasions of the body snatchers. And yes. that's what they were like. We need more violence. We need more violence. So I think the homeless man scene was probably added just so they could get that kill with him. Honestly, it's because because the producers like the Akkads were like, well, we yeah. need this more like the original yeah. one. Yeah. And yeah. that's why he didn't want to be because quarter mass series is what the original writer was known for. And that is like a sci fi horror. So not a lot of gratuitous yeah. violence, more implied violence. Yeah. I didn't get to really look for it, but I wonder if there's like the original script floating around, because also in the, in the footnotes on Wikipedia, it mentioned that the Colonel was also originally like a 3,000-year-old demonic being. So I was like, how? But I couldn't find the link where they quoted that. So I was like, is the script floating around somewhere? Because how else would you know that? Um, the only I was scripts bring I'm up, finding I, I, have I Tommy issue, Lee Wallace on it. I was going to say, I want to issue one small correction. It was actually Rob Zombie's Halloween where they paid tribute to Mustafa Akkad's it was not Halloween oh, Resurrection okay. because Rob Zombie's Halloween would have been went uh, right after uh, shooting close to his death. That's okay. why they do that. That's why they pay tribute to him. I apologize. I did get that fact incorrect or that that thing incorrect. I just remember. That's okay. So, by the way, I did find the gas station guy. His name is Walter Essex mm-hmm. Smith. Smith plays him, and um, the. Halloween 2 Michael Myers was Dick Warlock that plays an assassin. Also, Tommy Lee Wallace played, I think, Michael Myers' arm in the closet sequence. Yes. So, and I think he edited part of Halloween as well, which makes me laugh that, because in the making of documentary, he's got like writer, director, editor, production designer. I was Mm -hmm. just like, geez, he did a lot, but it was like a small, it was... The thing that I do like about the spirit of when they made this movie is that they wanted to keep employing yeah, their the friends people. from the first two movies, but they yeah. wanted to do something more creatively challenging. Yeah. It just didn't work out, which kind of sucks because I, you know, Tommy Lee Wallace didn't do the second one because he was like, 
I'm I th- I think he he didn't want to be involved because he was just yeah. like I don't want to do the same movie a third time and they were like oh but there's no Michael Myers and that's why he decided to be in it and I d- I think if they hadn't put the Halloween three at the top I think yeah it would have been a great just standalone little seventies movie that we would have talked about with that. I think we do have to go on to yeah. ratings, official ratings. What What is it out of 10 for you, Dalton? Uh, it is a 9.5 to a 10. This is an every year uh, watch, so maybe even sometimes a twice a year watch if I'm really feeling up for it and just want to click it on. I think I actually did watch this movie like twice last year because I had my 4K and then I got my big fancy 4K and I, or I got my Blu-ray and then I got my big fancy 4K and watched again. <laughs> what about you, Brett? Uh, I would say 6.5 for me personally. It's a cult classic. Uh, just don't think, think about the script too much. Uh, don't think about the plot too much and you'll be fine. So, <laughs> so Katie, uh, as the other Halloween 3 enjoyer, let's let's hear what you, what you think. So keep in mind that I have an entire like shelf of half a shelf of bad movies that I love to watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my disclaimer. So if I have to be objective, I give it also a 6.5 out of 10 for an overall effect. However, because I do enjoy this movie, my weighted score is a 7.5 out of 10. There you go. Which is usually my, you should see this. Definitely. Because yeah. I do think culturally it is an important movie to see if you're a horror fan, if you like the Halloween franchise, because it is the one outlier that's just like, yeah, yeah this one has Michael Myers on a TV set twice. That's that's what you get. But there's a funny song that will never leave your fucking head ever. Um, and they fucking kill children. And that's before yeah. they did in any of the other movies. So I just I love it. But I will say, I mean, the first Halloween is definitely my favorite of the genre still. Oh, so did anyone have a Grindhouse Girls rating? I did. I had um, they really liked. Start with Brittany. I had yeah. I had two. So I had rated M for Mask, Misfires, and Melting Faces. And then I had rated C for Children, Catchy Commercials, and Celtic Celebrations. Mmm. I had some similar ones, but I'm only going to share three of them out of the four. Really, two of them are my favorite. So, rated C for Creepy Crawlies, Child Murder, and Chaos Magic. Then we've got J for Jingles, Jack-O-Lanterns, and Jump Scares. Every Shit, time that's Ellie, what I was about to say. I Ellie, hate that we thought the same thing. So, my favorite one, though, is rated D for Deadbeat Dad's Detecting Danger. I thought about trying to make one based off of Tom Atkins' mustache. Mustaches, I, masks, and no, something no, no, else. No, 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 no. The one I was going to go with was S for stashes. <laughs> stashes, stashes, Stonehenge, and um, Screams. Ooh, our shamrocks. Ooh. Shamrocks. <gasps> shamrocks. Shamrocks. And yes. silver shamrocks. Yes. We'll do that one. Um, But... I uh, enjoyed being on here yet again. Uh, I hope Thank people you. are not getting sick no. of hearing me on the show. I'm Never. I'm so sorry that I have a lot of movies that I like in common with these lovely individuals. Don't be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe, maybe just maybe uh, there may be a potential for one more that I'm on later this year um, oh, in yeah. December uh, because Sidewalk is showing a. Uh, 
yes, classic. They yes, they're showing they a very n- another classic, very bad horror movie. And maybe at some point, maybe just maybe, I'll I'll have a very good horror movie I can talk about on here with them. Hey, Old Boy is a very good horror it movie. It is. Old Boy's a good thriller. It's not a good horror it's movie. A good it's a thriller. I don't know, that gore. So before we say goodbyes, next time, the movie, we're having our friend Katie, other Katie, join us. Katie mentioned how much she wanted to cover Grave Encounters. Yeah. Which is basically the beginning is making fun of Zach Baggins and then it goes into horror territory. They are very, very entertaining. Um, And it is on Tubi, Plex, and Freebie. And so that'll be our next Halloween full review. But yeah, I'm excited about that. So we will have a sidetracks, but it will be another... You know, we've covered witches for Season of the Witch. We've covered vampires. So I think we're doing another spooky, scary thing for a themed uh, watchery. Well, thank you guys for having me on again. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you both, and I love the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. We Thank you enjoy guys for inviting it. me. This is my third one this year. We've, we've been doing well. And we've got we've got a couple other guests that you know coming on later on the year. So I feel like the end of our year is going to be very guest heavy, which I enjoy. Yeah. I always like when we have guests on. Me too. And with that, I will be saying uh, goodbye, everybody. Um, have a good spooptober. Uh, Bye. Watch your favorite scary movies uh, and enjoy the season because... We only get one October every year, and it feels like Christmas comes sooner and sooner every year. So enjoy October while we have it before we get, you know, our halls decked with Christmas trees. Well, at least there's some Christmas horror to enjoy. So thank you again, Katie and Brittany. You guys have a lovely evening. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, y'all. Stay spoopy, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. The Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Britt Ray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty-free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials, 
And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to say hey, our email is contactus at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening.